Hey there, I uh, hope you're doing well. Let's spend the next 15 to 30 minutes, give or take, talking about B2B sales. Now, as you probably already know, uh, we've had our B2C products in production for, for a number of years. This year, uh, we got, uh, you know, we entered into the B2B space as well as a company. Uh, towards the latter part of summer, we launched our first API. And since then, we've done, uh, we made quite a bit of progress and we have uh, eight APIs in production right now. The number is constantly growing. At the time of this recording, that number stands at eight, right? But it wouldn't be eight for too long uh, as, as we keep working on these APIs. Now, the major, uh, majority of our time as a startup, we spend in engineering, right? On engineering, just getting, uh, creating those new products, architecting them, implementing them, deploying them, making them available for other, uh, you know, business consumers to use it. Uh, but we also started spending uh, time on sales, understandably so, and not as much as we, as we would like to, uh, not at this point, but, you know, we've started doing that, right? In the last couple of months, uh, we've actually focused some of our energies, at least some of the team members on sales. Now, as a company uh, that comprises predominantly, uh, almost exclusively uh, engineers, sales is something that's new to us, right? So we, we just started to learn what that means. I mean, we, we believe we know the theory of it, but not the practicality, right? And we're living and learning it. And I want to share uh, some of those learnings uh, in this uh, recording. And along the way as well, there's going to be a lot more than this one, I reckon. Um, so without further ado, let's get started. So let's make some assumptions. Some of them are not really assumptions. They are true real life examples of our products, but I'm going to just call them assumptions just, just to genericize uh, it a little bit. Um, so let's, let me take an example. We have any, we have several APIs, like I said, but let's take one API. Uh, we have, uh, it's essentially a backend as a service and the idea behind these offerings and APIs is so you as a business user, uh, as a company, doesn't spend time, energy, and effort in, in building and, uh, and uh, standing up these backend systems. And you can focus your the core energies of you, your team members, and the money and everything uh, in actually solving your core customer problems, right? That's the idea. Now, so you can go to aws.snowpile.com and look up our APIs and stuff like that. Now, let's say we build the API, we've tested them, we have deployed them in low to lower environments, we took them to production, and then we start socializing that and start prospecting. Now, that's where this video really starts. I don't know if I'm a couple of minutes in already, but that's essentially the crux of it, right? What all do you need to know? I don't know what all do you need to know, but what are some of the things, some of the things we've had to know so far as a company who's gotten into this space? That's what I want to share with you, right? Uh, a lot of us in our company did not know this two months, maybe three months uh, prior to this, the date of this recording. Today, we can safely say that we have we have some idea. Sure, there's a lot more to learn. You know, as uh, you know, and we know to quote Robert Frost, my famous poet, and miles to go before I sleep. Right, so there's a lot to do, but we've had some learnings along the way, and I'm going to share some of them with you, or at least the ones that come to my mind. And as I, uh, uh, as we do more, uh, I'm going to keep sharing it uh, as a series. Uh, so uh, the assumption and the reality so far is that we have a, a service and it's in production, it's stable, and we're trying to socialize that with customers and starting to get them. Prospects is the first word, right? Now, well, who is a prospect? Uh, outside of the English word, let me go into the sales terminologies. Again, for any sales, force, uh, sales folks watching this, my, my apologies if I get something not so right. Please comment, let me know, and I'm happy to you know rectify. Um, uh, a prospect is somebody you're, who you're reaching out to 
to sell whatever it is that you have, right? So you have a product. In our case, we have a, uh, an API backend as a service product, uh, and we're trying to reach out to customers uh, to sell it to them, right? So we need to find the find those prospects. How do you find those prospects? To me, uh, that that is question number one. I think as as we go, it might actually help if I started uh, drawing some of this. So let me actually share my screen. Okay. Um, hopefully uh, you're able to see. So I'm going to switch to this tab here. Um, let's start uh, drawing some things. And this gives you time to digest uh, what we're talking about here as well. Right? So let me give this Snowpad APIs. And like I mentioned earlier, we have eight APIs at this point. I'm going to give a, actually let me do this, give it a name to one of them. I'm not going to uh, name all of them here. You can go to aws.snowpal.com and check out that list. But this is one API. Let's give it color. Okay. And there are several others, right? I'm just going to API number two. Number three, and so on, right? So, just going to blend the entry. For the sake of uh, completeness, I'm just going to make it eight, and I'm going to put a data out here, right? Um, so, those are the APIs. Now, the first thing we did uh, is decide, uh, you know, again, you know, each of these APIs is, is different from the other. You can use them independently so or collectively as well, right, to, to add value. Now, I'm not going to go into the details of this because that's not the idea behind uh, this, this recording. I'm going to share the approach, but I'm giving you some background so you get some context to it. Now, uh, we the, one of the first things we did was decided, okay, which API do we want to start prospecting for, right? Now, we could have done it. We, we still do it. We still do it across those APIs. We have, we have different mechanisms one that's more focused to a single API or group of APIs and another that's generic to all the APIs, right? So the first decision to make is, oops, uh, where do you want to start? With which of your products? In our case, it's APIs. In your case, it could be something else, right? So we said, okay, which SaaS product do we do we want to start uh, prospecting for? Uh, given the size of your team and the tools you're using, uh, you know, uh, it is going to take a fair bit of time. So the more specific the focus, the better off you might be, right? And then you can make it a little bit more generic as you get acclimated to the systems and the tools that you're using essentially, right? Let's say you picked one and let's say we go with this one as the first API that we actually want to spend time and energy on, okay? This is just an example that I'm taking, by the way. So you know, if it's not obvious already. Um, now you need to start prospecting. What is a, let's go look up, uh, I mean, again, I'm only sharing one tab, so I, I don't want to uh, lose this one, but a prospect is somebody who you're going to reach out to. You need to figure out who, uh, you know, I think the terminology I believe they use in sales is ICP, like an ideal customer profile. And given that I'm not a salesperson, I'm probably going to be using a lot of these terms interchangeably. If you want the theory of this conversation, this monologue, 
uh, you should just go to Google and look that up, right? So you'll, you'll get beautiful descriptions and definitions and whatnot. I'm just explaining to you from more from a pragmatic standpoint as a startup who, who's, uh, that owns products and is reaching out to, to prospects to sell. So you define your ideal customer profile. Let's write it here, right? Actually, let me draw. This is our APIs. And then we go into... going to call it sales the first terminology here to remember prospects I'm gonna actually um, come on Okay. Sorry, it sometimes takes a little bit of time to do it, but I, people have told me, and I believe uh, it's true as well, that uh, it gives you time to digest what we're talking here by virtue of time it takes to draw these diagrams. Um, I'm going to write ICP here as well, so the ideal customer profile. Now, there could very well be differences between, uh, you know, the notion of, uh, let me just go to all of them. Uh, differences between who a prospect is and who an ideal customer profile is. Maybe the ideal customer profile is is the actual, uh, uh, you know, persona is another word that I see used, right? So these are all sales terms and you can look up the actual differences, the way, the nuances uh, and what each of them specifically mean. But as as an engineering team that is also doing sales, uh, if uh, that that's who we are, we use, we tend to use a lot of these terms interchangeably, right? Not to not to say that they are synonymous, but we just use them that way. So ICP is an ideal customer profile. Like who's the ideal person, the target customer that you want to be able to sell the product to, your product to, who fits into that equation, right? A prospect is, is similar, I, I reckon, uh, but maybe a prospect may or may not have to be ideal. Uh, I mean, ideally you want to prospect folks who are ideal. I'm using all of these words in random order, but... But, you know, hopefully that makes sense, right? So a prospect is someone who you're reaching out to to make uh, try and make that sale essentially. That's the first thing. But how do you find uh, these prospects, right? Now, let's talk about the types of tools that we have actually used and, you know, tools that you, you want to look for to actually be able to prospect. Now, I'm going to draw, uh, I guess, I mean, I'm picking these shapes uh, almost arbitrarily. So as you can tell, um, so I'm going to draw, okay, you're going to sell the products, sales, uh, and then here I'm be essentially trying to, you know, let's just write the tools here so we know what these, uh, these tools are. Okay. Uh, you're going to need a variety of tools. Let's just talk about a, a fair number of them essentially, right? Um, so hopefully it's recording my screen. Um, Okay, uh, the first tool to prospect, uh, the one we actually, there's, there's quite a few tools out there, but the ones that we ended up using, and again, I'm not necessarily recommending any of these tools. I'm just telling you which ones we are using. The only one I recommend is literally our own APIs because I can speak to it given that we own it uh, and we know what we bring to the table. But these the ones to the right side, let me give this the same color. I just... 
the rest of it is, is third party tools that we are essentially using um some work well some not so much and then you just have to live and learn um so apollo essentially you know it's uh, you know you can uh, get an annual subscription i don't know if they do monthly i'm pretty sure they do as well um that a tool that you can use to prospect right they have data they might i don't know where they pull their data from uh the quality of the data take it with a grain of salt uh sometimes it's good sometimes it's not so good from our from my experience uh but that's a tool we actually one of the tools we use for prospecting right so you can go uh search by location uh search by industry uh you know there's a number of filters they support uh you can look them up and you can literally you know you can use them to find prospects and reach out to the prospects right so that's one tool essentially now let me actually group this why is not okay oops okay i grouped it so uh, that's one tool uh, you need to get acclimated to any tool uh, whether you use this one or some other tool just just to play with it for a couple hours and then you'll get have a good sense of how it does it what data it presents and things of the nature but let me share some of these terms that i've learned along the way right in a sales tool um uh, let's actually put that in a i don't know what shapes to pick here but i'm just going to um you know what maybe this is polo right uh so for prospecting i'm just going to write it right in here right i'm just going to put it in italics um prospects we already talked about you're going to see that uh sequences uh templates um mailboxes are some of these other um items right i'm pretty sure i can going to think of um maybe uh emails calls this is just some of the terminology i've actually run into now we don't do any cold calling uh you know as as engineers and developers in the, uh, who run a software company uh, even sending that email uh, like a cold email is like a, a herculean task right it, it took us a lot of time to bring ourselves to write draft that message and email and hit send because we have just uh, we haven't done it uh, it's it's not something you you're used to doing so you're quite hesitant in going about that right but having done that for a, for a month or maybe even two now I think I understand that a little bit more. Uh, I'm sure there's a long way there's a long ways to go but to some extent. Prospects we talked about sequences what's a sequence right? A sequence is what you again not uh, theoretical definitions you can look up online I'm just telling you the practical interpretation of these things. Um so please always take it with a grain of salt. A sequence is you define if you want to sell let's say we are selling our API a building block API let's imagine we are targeting uh the west coast of the us right for whatever reason i'm just these are random examples you're going to target like seattle and california primarily let's say two states we start with and then we pick and choose uh you know the the, the industry uh say information technology and services and some filters and we want to be able to uh find prospects there and do reach outs right by sending cold emails for instance so a sequence is essentially what you create and define that has a number of steps right steps is i guess a sequence has steps so i'm going to write it like this uh but the purpose of defining a sequence is essentially to 
to be able to uh, drop you know find those prospects and drop them into those sequences now uh, i wish i could show you but the problem is uh, it it ends, uh, ends up exposing data so i don't want to like show any of that unfortunately uh, i can show you so you're going to have to do a bit of imagining here right so let's say you have a, a, a notion of uh, you found this you did a filter you search the people you found 50 prospects who fit your criteria and now you want to add them to a sequence you need to create a sequence uh, uh, and the sequence can have one or any number of steps the first step in a sequence could be send an email that could be an automated email meaning when you drop the prospect into the sequence uh, it's it starts sending that email out or it could be a manual email where uh, you customize that email to say hey, i'm reaching out to krish at snowpal so let me customize it a bit more after doing doing my due diligence so I know a, a fair bit about Snowball before I reach out to them. The more personalization you do, the more you learn about your prospect before you send that email, the better off you're going to be. Because you're going to do this, if you do did these mass reach out, sending it like tens or hundreds of people without knowing more about them, there's going to be a number of issues you're going to run into, which we'll talk about uh, in a little bit, maybe in a subsequent session. Uh, but uh, it should suffice to know that make sure you know who you're sending it to, more, know a little bit about that company, about the person, and then you hit send. So the first sequence step could be, uh, should probably be like a manual email or something like that, right? You drop uh, that prospect into the sequence. Now they are uh, the sequence can either be active or inactive. An active sequence is one that is active, meaning it's in play. So the first step could be a manual email. Actually, why don't we uh, do this, right? Let's take a hypothetical uh, uh, okay, I don't know if this is the right choice of a diagram, uh, of a shape, but that's okay. Um, step one could be manual email. So you say, hey, I'm going to send it to Krish, I want to learn a little bit about Snowpile, and then I go start uh, sending those, right? Now, step two, I don't know why I end up choosing a triangle, maybe a different shape, just because they might all look the same. Otherwise, there's no other good reason. I love diagrams, I think very visually, but am I great at uh, communicating that visually to other people? Maybe, maybe not, unless you, if you work with me, you'll start understanding how I think till then, it, there might be a little bit of a challenge, understandably so. Um, so you send the first email and then you decide, okay, when should I actually send this second email? Maybe I say, um, uh, this three days after, right? Uh, meaning three days after you receive a response, you know what, I'm just going to dump that, maybe pick a, a, a more ordinary rectangle shape. Yeah, it's probably easier. Right, the first step is a manual email. And you say three days after that email is sent, uh, depending on whether you got a response back from your prospect or not, you can have a lot of these rules defined. Uh, I'm not going to go into the details. This is not a class on uh, oops. Okay, a lot of these tools have their own bugs. Uh, your second step could be uh, an automated email, right? Let's say somebody, and again, we have, I think, only one step in our sequence. Again, we are an engineering team. Uh, it takes a lot of effort, mental effort, not like actual effort, mental effort for us to be able to reach out to people and ask somebody more than once. It's hard enough to ask them for us to ask anybody even once because we believe not only believe we know we have a great product, but it's uh, uh, but we've realized that you know no matter how great your product is, you're gonna have to sell. 
make an effort to sell before folks know your product because this world's a huge place, right? Uh, that's the reality, right? So uh, that's why we are obviously starting to, you know, uh, focus our energies more on selling as well. Uh, you need to sell, enough said about that. Uh, but how comfortable you are in, uh, in the type of reach outs you do and how often you reach out to your prospects, that's entirely up to you, right? I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer. I've had good salespeople tell me that they actually have a sequence of six to seven steps and others tell me they have at least have like four steps and some have probably a lot more than that. Uh, we we started with two. We honestly only execute one of them. We hear back from the prospect, then we follow up. Uh, you know, after that initial response, if not, we don't most of the time. Rarely do we find ourselves sending the second email, which may want to be the right thing to do because, you know, I've been told that, you know, you, uh, people see this, uh, even if they do see the email, they may be busy with something else and they may want to come back to it later, except that they've forgotten and they never come back, but they had the intent to come back. So the reminders actually make sense, but that's a sales discussion. Uh, I'm just going to tell you some, you know, I'm not going to go to the details of it, right? There's a detailed discussion in itself. So the second email could be an automated email that says, you know, three days after, uh, sending the first manual email, why don't you, you know, uh, do a follow-up if the prospect had not responded, right? So you say, okay, there is an automated email that's being sent out. Now let's keep going, right? Now your third step could be um, maybe call. Now, again, we never uh, 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 call our, pro we've never done that. And I don't expect for, uh, I don't expect that we're going to do that unless they've actually shown interest and reached out to us, right? In that case, sure, they would have shared their phone number and do it, makes sense, uh, not otherwise. But you could have a third step that says even try because, you know, I get these cold calls all the time. Uh, we've all gotten those calls. Uh, the rules of when or who you should call, I'm no expert, so I'm not going to even try, uh, you know, uh, speaking to it. You could have those steps. But let's say uh, call me or may not be a step, right? Let's say, let's say somebody responded to it. Uh, responded to your email. Now, when they've shown interest by virtue of responding, what might you do? Your call could say, only call the prospect if they responded to one of your emails, right? Now, if your first email uh, got a response and you don't need the automated email at all, so you go to step three, all of this depends on how good the tool is and which tool you're using, right? Each tool is different from the other. Uh, we've not put Apollo to its test uh, at this point. Uh, we use the minimalistic features. Uh, it, it works okay. Uh, it's just one of the tools in our in our repertoire for doing these reach outs. Uh, but depending on the tool and how well it works, you may have to define these these rules. And I think it's uh, another terminology that I, I want to share here. I've seen something called sequence rule sets, right? Yeah, so I think there's something called rule sets. These are standard sales terminologies. No matter which product you use, I, I have a feeling that it's going to probably have something uh, either exactly the same or, or very similar, right? So you can define uh, rule sets, attach, associate them to sequences, uh, you know, do other things, right? So we talked about sequence. Let me put a title here. This is a sequence with steps. And uh, you're going to have multiple sequences, uh, whether how many of them are active at any given time, that's entirely up to you. But the reason you may need multiple sequences is like we have our sequences, uh, you know, separated by by the uh, by the geographic locations, right? Uh, we have different sequences for the U.S. For, uh, uh, say we're reaching out to South Asia, where we have folks we are talking, uh, we're engaging. There's a different sequence because you know you want 
these emails to be sent out at certain time, uh, certain times of the week and days, right? There's holidays, uh, there's different time zones. So in our case, we have uh, uh, multiple sequences uh, and uh, I believe we have multiple rule sets as well. So let's say, you know, what with South, South Asia or Southeast Asia, you want to send the emails at, you know, at let's say 10 o'clock Asian time versus 10 o'clock uh, US time, right? Uh, you can make those separations by by uh, using, uh, by virtue of using sequences. Uh, we talked about e calls and uh, emails so far. You're sending out cold emails, doing cold calling if you're able to bring yourself to do that. Uh, templates, what are templates, right? Now, when you send these emails out, it needs to be, uh, you know, it needs to look personal. It should be personal, really. Uh, but sometimes, you know, you can use these tools to do mass email reach outs. Whether it's a good idea or not, it's outside the scope of this conversation, this monologue. But you could do it. Uh, you can decide how many you want to send, when you want to send those. But even then to customize, you can create these templates and you can, uh, when you have this email step, like manual email, automated email, you can create that based on those templates. Uh, you can either, let's say I have a template that says, hey, Krish, uh, here's our tool. You want to try using it as an example, right? I can put that in a template, associate that to these uh, sequence steps. So it gets picked up, but I can have it either referenced or decoupled, meaning I can either have the sequence use those email templates as this, uh, which means if I change the template, it's going to affect the next email that gets sent out through that sequence. Or I can create the base email in, on step one using a template, but it, it can you can choose to detach it and customize it further to this sequence. You can have the same template, but when you drop associate that into multiple sequences, you can customize the text, right? And the way you personalize it, you can use these flower brackets basically, right? I mean, they support, you know, you can replace the first names and the last name. You know, uh, every tool does it ever so slightly differently. But this is the idea from what I've seen, right? You can just say, uh, you know, you can um, uh, smaller, you can say replace the first name. You can make it part of the email and then you can put a name of the company and things of that nature. Now, this is how it has been, I believe, for a while. But given some recent changes and news that I saw where, you know, Google and Outlook, they're all going to make it much tighter starting next year, whether how easy or difficult it's going to be to do reach outs through emails is something we're going to have to figure out, right? It, it may work. It may not work. It may work not so well, uh, even if it does, you know, assuming it works reasonably well today, right? There's going to be changes coming as I understand it. So I'm just speaking to what uh, you might encounter if you were to onboard and you know, hop on these tools as of today, right? Uh, as things change, you know, I'll try, I'll try to keep you posted here. Um, so we talked about templates and there's a lot of other terminologies, right? But I think prospect sequences, rule sets, steps, templates, mailboxes, emails and calls is a fair number of them. Mailboxes, we didn't talk about it. Let's go to the next one, right? So here, maybe I can make this um, shorter, right? That sequence, uh, let me actually... Okay, yeah, it's not looking that pretty, the diagram, but that's fine, right? I'm gonna pull tools outside. Uh, okay, prospecting, right? We talked about one of them. Um, let's go to more tools, right? I'm just gonna say, just to keep it generic, prospecting tool, right? Because these terminologies are pretty generic and you can use whatever tool works for you, right? Or try more than one. 
some of them are really expensive some are affordable and, and this is a business right you can work with companies who do this for a living and you, who literally help you find prospects uh, uh if you have uh, the money to spend on on those services or you find value on those services right so you should definitely check them out as well okay let me see i don't want to move anything here because i'll have to group it and beautify and everything yeah but i'm not going to do that Okay, the next thing is what is the next tool you could possibly look at? Um, it's like, okay, let's go mailboxes before I do anything. I forgot mailboxes. Um, now you need, you know, uh, there, there's a broader discussion about email. When you send emails, uh, if whether or not the emails end up in inboxes, uh, on, on your prospects' inboxes, uh, is driven by a number of factors. One is how, what the reputation of your email is essentially, right? Uh, that I think warrants a separate session altogether. So let me do this. Let me just say before I, uh, you know, leave, I guess I'll delete this and I'm going to make this bold. Oops. Make this bold. Um, you know, I think we are kind of half hour in here almost. Let me wrap this up and I can pick this up in a subsequent uh, uh, podcast, right? So in this one, we talked about, you know, you're selling a B2B product. You have to start selling it. We talked about prospects, ICP, who your ideal customer profile is. You you have to know that. It's not an easy question. And that is fluid as well. That ICP could continually change based on the market, based on your product, your features, demand, competition, and n number of things, right? So it, it is a fluid thing, but make sure you have a good sense of who your ideal customer is and define that ideal customer profile because all the rest of what you're trying to do has to be uh, in perfect harmony with uh, the notion of that ideal customer profile. And then you pick sales tools to do prospecting. We talked about some of the terminologies you will encounter in a lot of these sales tools. Now I had not, for someone who did not know the actual terminologies, it takes you a little bit to get used to these terminologies. Uh, but once you you know pick up a tool and start using it, you understand it, right? Uh, of course, you know, the first sequence that I had created uh, it was just us uh, in the, uh, the family, extended family of friends, trying to understand how the messages get sent out, uh, what works, what doesn't work, what looks professional, what looks not so professional. You know, you got to live and learn, but you can't do it. Uh, you know, you need uh, uh, you need have some test uh, test run, and you need uh, people uh, who you're not actually selling to, right, to facilitate that. So you know, we we used. Uh, folks in our network to, to check these uh, you know messages out uh, and then optimized it uh, to the extent where it is today and then we are using it correct so we talked about prospecting tool prospect sequences rule set steps uh, templates mailboxes emails calls uh, the steps in a sequence you know how you can define the rules around this how you're dropping a prospect into a sequence and and a little bit around the uh, along those lines that's a high level introduction right if you had never done B2B sales, you'd not know how these tools work or what these tools could be. Uh, hopefully this, the last 30 minutes, give you a, a reasonable introduction, right? Like a sales 101 uh, coming from a, from an engineer, if you will, right? Um, hopefully that helps. Uh, let me continue this uh, in, in a subsequent podcast. Let's call this one of N, as I always say. I have no idea what N is going to be. Uh, it's going to be some hopefully finite number. And at the end of it, you'll have a good sense of what all of this is. And my hope and intent here is to share my learnings with you. And if you find that, that things are different, how it should be different from what I said, etc., please comment. Let me know. Reach out to me. I'd love to have the conversation with you as well. Thank you.